1: Part of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It's the Chris Vaccaro Show, starring Chris Vaccaro. What's happening, my friend?
2: Just set a record for the most times you can actually say someone's name in an opening, I believe, right there. So uh, I'm doing great, Nando. How you doing, my friend?
1: Uh, Everything is uh, fantastic. I mean, not as good as you. You just recently had the first Trader Joe's experience in your life. We'll get into that in a little while. I would love to know how that went.
2: (laughs) Well... (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure the listeners are going to love to hear about the Trader Joe experience that we talked about. Well, I mean, you know, the first the air, time you go there, I mean, it's
1: it's confusing and intimidating, I think, a little bit. <laughs> so I think, you know, I'd like to hear about your experience.
2: Yeah, it was overwhelmed, but we'll save that for down the road. Let's get into some uh, football from uh, week nine and uh, week 10 on the horizon. Can you believe that, Nando? Week 10, double digits already. crazy.
1: I feel like we do this every year, and it's still like it still surprises me. Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, it flies by. The calendars turned to November already. Before you know it, we'll be sitting down, uh, watching football on Thanksgiving, and uh, or,
1: or just reading box scores the next day. Yeah,
2: you you yeah. don't want you don't put on. What do you <laughs> watch? The Thanksgiving yeah, Day parade? I, yeah, I DVR
1: <laughs> it and I watch it on a loop, basically.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right, well, <laughs> that's hey. my move. Whatever you, <laughs> whatever you want to enjoy your Thanksgiving, it's totally up to you, my friend.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Uh, on today's show, the be Bears-Miami game takeaways, Chiefs-Titans game takeaways, the biggest miss in second round this year, rest of season, how many QBs you have ranked ahead of fields. When you look back at draft season, was there a particular strategy that is clearly the winner? Please save it for the show. I knew you would decide to take this route. Thumbs up emoji. Get excited.
2: The only <laughs> podcast in the world that actually reads off <laughs> what we're going to talk about step by step. There you go. Well, I
1: hope you, I uh, hope you're all looking forward to this. This is why. Um,
2: this is why I'm no longer sending you any rundowns before the show. You mock right, it. You mock no, it. I'm not mo- on no, air. I'm not mocking
1: it. I'm giving the, uh, the listeners. Mm-hmm. No, that was I'm mocking about this Bears Miami game. All right. Because you, uh, somewhere along the way, like I remember you gushing about how Justin Fields is the number one QB overall now in all of fantasy. <laughs> ah, you're on a roll today. You and right? Selfino. Oh, you know what? You and Selfino are both saying that, and I, like I, you know. I love Justin Fields, obviously. It almost ended our friendship. But, mm-hmm. Well, actually, probably ended our friendship after when it turns out I was right and you were very wrong. Uh, your jealousy. Yeah. Seething. But the point is— I'll I, like, own that I don't, one. I'll, I can I own e- that one. I don't even know if I'd call him number one overall. But who, you, who you said are, that? Right? No,
2: who said that? What are you talking about?
1: What, who mm-hmm. said
2: that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know where you would come up with that crazy of a statement.
1: Salfino wrote that.
2: Uh, all right, so I mean, did I even send out an article this week that I would that you would nah, fuse me with someone, someone
1: else? I could have swore you texted that to me. No, all right. Somewhere.
2: Anyway, that was the game of the day uh, on Fields Sunday. Fields is best
1: QB in fantasy, and Foreman and Walker are pumpkins. You said up and down day for you. Fields is best QB in fantasy. Uh, so you did say something like that, didn't?
2: Well, you? that was me. Well, that was during Sunday. Like, isn't this a crazy day that you uh, know? Sunday here we are.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the first time you've ever acknowledged me on a Sunday. It felt good.
2: Well, I'm glad I can make you feel a little special.
1: And then I sent you seven unanswered texts and the next thing I heard was today. Oh, I don't, I don't answer yours.
2: Me. Yeah, no, I don't answer your text messages. They're usually filled like with unnecessary comments, but <laughs> every now and the then football. yeah, every now and then I like to make you <laughs> feel, every now and then I like to make you feel special and text you on a Sunday during football just to acknowledge you.
1: Let's but, talk about uh, this Bears Miami game takeaways. A lot of, a lot came out of this
2: game, in my opinion, Nando. Uh first off, an exciting game with two hot offenses, clearly, in real life and in fantasy. And uh, you know, your boy Just your boy, Justin Fields, puts <laughs> on
1: an absolute show. Uh um, I know. You know, and I, he's exciting to watch he's like must watch TV. He's, he's like, let's let's flex these guys into the Sunday night spot. Yeah, like I
2: I don't think we've ever seen an offense do a complete 180 like the 2022 Chicago Bears have, where we were all jumping off ship, except for you, Nando, after four or five Because it
1: weeks. wasn't a 180. It was a slow
2: build. No, they were terrible. The first four weeks, the offense. You have to remember, that was week five, I believe. I know. Yeah. When the Bears played Thursday night versus Washington, and it was a 9-7 or 12-7 uh you know absolute garbage game and fields was missing throws left and right and if you still had Justin Fields on your team okay as a backup quarterback you were dumping him after the, seeing that that week that's four or five weeks in and that and, and nothing was good before then so how much longer were you going to how much more of a leash were you going to give Justin Fields in fantasy he was already a you know a 15th round or later pick That you put on your team as a backup quarterback. So what were you saving Justin Fields for? You know, not much. So after that, I could tell you, you you know, I tweeted this out during the week that, you know, Justin Fields was the backup quarterback on a lot of my Lamar Jackson teams. So, oh,
1: yeah, that was a desperate. That was a very thirsty tweet. I felt you you felt that way. Why? Well, you were just trying to prove that you like Justin Fields.
2: No, I mean, it was a perfect combination, okay? First off, if you looked at the Someone challenged you to show
1: the boards, and you didn't show the boards.
2: That's not true. Stop, stop making stuff up, Nando. Uh, well, look at your comments. You can actually go to all my draft boards and see that it's actual fact
1: by the way. Just pull him out from under the mattress. Right? <laughs> Here we go. Here we go again. All oh, my My sticky Here boards. Go no, go, go ahead. Now listen,
2: because here's the thing. You go into the fifth or sixth round, you grab Lamar Jackson, a running quarterback, right? And then you look down the road and Lamar Jackson's on his bye week this week. And you get a nice matchup with Justin Fields as your uh, versus the Lions in week 10. Also, a running quarterback. So if you were going that route, which a lot of us were, that we wanted quarterbacks that could help you on the ground. There was only so many of them. A Lamar Jackson-Justin Fields combination in like the 6th round and 16th round was how I set up a lot of my fantasy teams. And Lamar Jackson looked great for the first three or four weeks of the season. So let me go somewhere else and not carry Justin Fields on this team anymore and put another backup quarterback on my team. And it just worked out like that. Now we look up after nine weeks. And that was the reason for the tweet is going into this upcoming week. Well, Lamar's on a bye. But after that, I would would have to hesitate before putting Lamar Jackson in over Justin Fields uh, on a week-to-week basis. That's how far along I think we are with Justin Fields' fantasy season. I don't know how you feel about that. But right now, I'd play Fields over Lamar Jackson because... The way Fields has gone upwards, his projection, Lamar is just keeps pumping out average to below-average games week in and week out after yep. the they first know what four they're weeks. Winning. I don't care. That's, no, that's we don't care. No, we don't uh, care about We no, you
1: we should, we should yeah. care because he's winning playing this way. Like if they were losing and he was playing this way, they'd be like, oh, well, something's wrong. Let's fix it. They're winning playing this way, so the Ravens are obviously like, oh, this is great. Let's yeah. get it.
2: Oh, it's a nightmare watching a Lamar Jackson and Ravens game now this last month because they go on these 7- or 8-minute drives. They run the ball to death. Then they chip in like a little, you know, first down. They move the chains. They break it out. Here's another 5-yard run on first down. Lamar breaks off maybe like an 8- or 10-yard, um, you know, run himself. You're begging for Lamar Jackson to, to go over 70 rushing yards because this guy, he, he's not going to have the volume or the – talent in the past game especially last night without Andrews if yeah. this Mark Andrews injury is you know an issue coming out of the bye I don't know where I would rank Lamar Jackson right now it's not pretty I mean he got an NFFC scoring last night he had 21 points it didn't even seem like 21 points and nowadays I could go get 21 points from anybody never you could mind You get might that from Aaron Rodgers well, I don't know about that. He's he's like 17.7, you know. Yeah, but that's not first off, you know what? That's my point is this. Whether it's Rodgers 16 points or 17, Lamar's 20, 21, none of this moves the needle. You need a game changer. And Justin Fields is a game changer right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. But you listen, besides Justin Fields, he's taking along pieces in this offense with him. You know, I think Darnell Mooney, finally, after being a complete bust as a fourth or fifth round draft pick in fantasy, you know, he was unplayable for six weeks. He's starting to get more involved. Eight targets, uh, seven for 43 and a touchdown. I would pencil him in as a a high-end wide receiver three going forward, if not a low-end wide receiver two even. Um, I think Fields has elevated his game that much. And out of nowhere now, you know, we all were in love with Cole Komet in the preseason as our breakout tight end. And I dumped all my Cole Komet shares five weeks into the season as well, probably along with my field shares. I think he might be this tight Did end. You would like the second sell all your Bitcoin season. at
1: 600 bucks? Yeah, that would this, be That mate. sounds like one of those things. Yeah, that would be me. <laughs>
2: But it's it's crazy, right? You, you you dump all these shares of these Chicago Bears, and the offense couldn't have looked any worse. And now the second half of the season, you're gonna have to live with that regret. So, but it was a really fun game to watch. A lot of uh, even on the you know, never mind just the Bears side. I love watching this Dolphins offense too. Uh, with, Wait, we, uh, can two. we just bring up? Ch- I just want to yeah. get your
1: thoughts on Chase Claypool before we jump off the Bears.
2: I think he's gonna help the offense. I don't I don't think he's gonna be a consistent starter. For you, I mean, he did have six targets as yeah. well, but I yes. think I think the offense. Um, I think it hurts if I'm looking at the Bears as a total offense. I'd say Mooney and Cole Komet have the arrows pointing up. Clay Cole, uh, Claypool is like a desperation flex play, maybe a wide receiver three, depending on the matchup, and yeah. then I think the arrows pointing down on Montgomery and Khalil Herbert in the backfield as like low end RB twos just because Fields is running so much that they just have these designed runs for Fields. Fields carried the ball 15 times as a quarterback, Nando. 15 times. You know? I was
1: surprised that like, he set the rushing record.
2: He set the rushing record. I know, I was surprised to see that, but that's a big number. When was the last time you saw a quarterback run for I mean, for, yeah, I mean I never, guess I obviously. Vic,
1: I assume Vic or someone did it. You I know, I know like, Vic had
2: like the top two highest... Rushing performances for a quarterback back in the day, I think they were like 160 and 170 in that range. And then Fields, you know, topped it with 178. But, I mean, that alone is is a crazy game. He put up like, what, I think 49 fantasy points in NFFC scoring this week. So, he carried you. If you had Fields and Joe Mixon as a combination on any team, you know, your week nine was uh, fantastic.
1: I have a question, and I think you're going to poo-poo it. I am. But, yeah, I mean, we're talking about fantasy, obviously, but if you look at the the way the NFC potential playoff picture is set, mm-hmm. like the the number one contender to get in, outside looking in, you know, it's the four and five Falcons, four and five commanders. You got the Rams who are terrible, the Saints who are terrible, the Packers who are terrible, the Cardinals who are uneven. Mm-hmm. And then you got the Bears. I mean, like, the Bears are three and six. You know what I mean? They go to four and six, and, you know, say the Falcons win, they're five and five. I mean, there's still only a game out of that you know, last, like the next team up. And
2: this has to do
1: with fantasy. How? I just wonder if, you know, all ships kind of rise. Like, you know, they keep winning, they keep producing. This becomes a machine and they keep winning. That's what it has to do with it. Okay. Well, they didn't this week. I know, but they almost did, (laughs) but they almost, in a game that wasn't supposed to be close.
2: Listen, where would you rank fields this week versus the Detroit lions defense? Uh, sky high, I guess. Yeah, good answer. I mean, look, he's, well, you hey, know what?
1: Detroit gives a lot of... I won't
2: be shocked if people have rem- have him ranked first overall. fantasy. Salfino's got him a number one. Oh, da- Yeah. Well, oh, you, yeah. you love Salfino. Oh, my well, God. Well, he's a
1: tremendous fantasy yeah, analyst. I mean, but you just writer.
2: talking about people you just love and love to just bring up and talk about it and, like, nauseam. It's know, You know, you know he,
1: bring- he makes interesting points.
2: Yeah. Nothing against Salfino. I'm just saying, people that you love, you just go to the well on them.
1: Uh... I don't know. I, I, you know, I, when I'm not with you. I speak about you in these reverential oh, terms. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. How impressed are you with the Dolphins' offense? It's fantastic. Although, you know, I, I mean, well, I guess I, I guess you could say like it got everything. The ship is righted now with Jeff Wilson in the backfield, and so now Mike McDaniel That's, has the San Francisco guys there, and they got rid of poor Chase Edmonds. Do you think he can gonna, finally uh, make something of himself in Denver?
2: Yeah, do you think it? Do you think it's going to be a fifty-fifty split with Mostert and Wilson, or did we already see the tide turn and the backfield in one week just become like Jeff Wilson show?
1: I think we'll bounce back and forth. I, I think like it's impressive what he did in the first week on the team, but you know he's I been in that offense weird. forever, so it's no big deal. Yeah,
2: well, it's not like he had to come in and learn a different playbook or anything. But I'm just saying, for McDaniel to mm-hmm. trade for this guy, come over and then give him the same amount of carries as Mostert the first week. They both had nine carries each and Wilson outperformed them. And, and if you've, you know, I'm a big uh, Raheem Mostert uh, owner. His, his arrow has been pointing down now these last couple weeks, you know, he was red hot for like that, you know, maybe weeks three or four through like seven. And now it's like, all right, he gave us everything he had. And like the gas tank is empty. And maybe that's why they went and made that Jeff Wilson move. So they bring in Jeff Wilson and his fresh legs and maybe now we start to see Jeff Wilson just become the lead back, which I hope, you know, at this point, I have just as many Wilson shares as moster. But the worst thing that could happen to any of us is it's a 50-50 split. You know, let, let me just get somebody to take over this backfield and and go from there. But I love this Dolphin, Dolphins offense to the point where you remember last year, every year there's an offense that we try and jump on that we think will be that breakout offense that isn't yep. like highly drafted and then it just becomes like last year was the Cincinnati Bengals, right? With Burrow and Chase and Higgins and Mixon, and they all just blew up and they won everybody money and everybody won all the overall titles based on basically the Bengals. Right? Yep. This year, I know we're going into <laughs> we- was that a sneeze by the way? No,
1: it was a cough. All
2: right. No COVID, right? You good?
1: No, I mean, knock on wood. It's all so right. far, so good. Good, I mean, like, good. It's good. Can we get stay back inside this. all day? It's hard to get.
2: <laughs> you don't leave your house. It's true. No, I like, do. I uh, try to get you out to like hang out, come to the bar. You just you're like a forgotten cause.
1: Not once have I been invited to the bar, but you're once ridiculous. I did throw uh, an absolutely. athletic party at your
2: bar to show. Food. I know. Three months ago, when oh. that was the last time I saw you.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone.
2: Anyway, I think the Dolphins of 2022 are the Bengals of 2021. And I think if you get into the fantasy playoffs, especially FFPC, NFFC, and overall title, you want a Dolphins stack. And that's going to win everybody money this year. That's just, it's going into Week 10. I've seen enough. The offense is condensed into Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and Tua who. If you waited on quarterback and you hit Tua, I think is a top six or seven fantasy quarterback right now and for the rest of the season. And with Hill and Waddle, as long as these two stay healthy, you know every week they're going to be 10 to 15 targets, probably seven catches for 100 and a touchdown. One of them's going to have that 30-point fantasy game. The other one will probably have like an 18 to 22 game. But if you stack these guys... It's the team you wanna stack. So that's just my opinion. I'm I was out on all of them. I, I don't have any hill. I don't have any waddle. It's been my biggest draft, one of my many biggest draft. Um, <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Uh, no, I'm not gonna whine. I'm trombone. listen, our listeners are, are looking back at their draft board and saying the same thing. Wow, why did I skip Tyreek Hill in the second? why wasn't i looking at waddle in the fourth these were the answers they were right in front of us and you know it was just a big miss by me and a lot of other people that just faded this dolphins offense because of all those videos of tua and the the non-belief of tua in the preseason You you you're messing around making noise over there what are you doing you playing with your computer this week yeah well i can't tell you
1: it's a surprise (laughs) <laughs> go ahead keep saying sad things nope that's it what else um, you got? um i don't know my phone went black when i was grabbing this thing your phone went black next text from chris Vaccaro. thumbs up emoji let's talk about that the chiefs Thumb- titan game takeaways <laughs> this, is, this is how you're
2: gonna set up Every topic that we're gonna go into <laughs> like, today, you, go, you know what? It's you're supposed to be every a show. trained. You're supposed to be a trained professional in the. In I'm the not radio allowed to. Yeah, industry. oh yeah, am I? This how is long? how you set things up instead of just a free flowing, going into each game, topics, stuff like that?
1: Let's talk about how much respect my co-host gives me when I want to do a show my way. That show sucked. Well, you know, all all my high stakes friends said we should go game by game and just do every game. <laughs> I never said that. Yeah, Instead you implied you're it. You're making things up. You
2: implied it. All right, let's talk about that Chiefs-Titans yeah, game. Right.
1: You know what? I had Malik Willis, man,
2: I had high hopes for him. Oh, are you going to go down the Justin Fields route now with uh, Malik Willis or no? No,
1: I'm going the opposite. No, like uh, okay. I, I don't. Good. Justin Fields was progressing, and uh, it seems like Malik Willis, they're just trying to weather that storm until they can get back to Tannehill.
2: Well, they're going back to Tannehill. That's why I see the whole thing. No, they're going back to Tannehill as soon as he's ready probably this week. You'd have to think they've been hiding this kid and just running Derrick Henry, you know, as much as they could. I'm shocked that the Titans stayed in that game for as long as they did. Uh, the Chiefs were 14-point favorites, and I thought they were going to kill them. I thought they would win by 20-plus. And uh, I actually took them in Survivor, the Chiefs, and I had to sweat it out all the way through overtime.
1: How many teams are left? In Survivor? Yeah.
2: So this is the last, I, you know, I, I won that one survivor pool a couple weeks ago, I told you, that we talked about, that you told me I talked too long about that survivor pool. No, no, I, I so, didn't. The no, people, you did, the people you did. did. No, you, the no, it did. was you, it was you. The people actually liked my survivor story. Anyway, let's not talk too long. About. This is the one that it's um, 14,400 entries. Okay, every, every year, this is the one I won last year. Um, one of 13 people remaining that I won. Um, it's down to 267 people from 14,400 entries and, uh,
1: wow. You, I mean, two years in a row you've made it. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, but I mean, let's
2: be fair. I, this isn't just, you are allowed to enter 20 entries max. So I do. So I entered 20 entries. I'm down to my (laughs) final entry. Yeah.
1: (laughs) What's so funny about that? I'm just giving you the rules. I know, so you can pick basically, I don't know how to do the math, but week one you can pick 20 different teams. No,
2: no, 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 you can't do it like that. You have to, you know, you, you go in on like three or four teams each week, six entries here, six entries here, four, two, one, you know, like that. And then, you know, here we are. It's been a crazy year for Survivor. But anyway, long story short, down to one of 267 entries left, so... It's only $1.4 million, so I have a 1 in 267 chance of 1.4, and then you won't hear me on this podcast any longer if I somehow survive that uh, 1 of 267. By the way, 1 point, what was it, 1.9 billion, the guy won in California for the Powerball today?
1: You want to talk about Powerball on a fantasy football podcast?
2: (sighs) Nice. Well played, buddy. That was good. I would say that to you. So yeah, right. Listen, this Chiefs offense, uh, Pat Mahomes throwing 68 times this past week in a game that was 17-17 in regulation. You would think yeah. like, oh, my God, he threw 68 times for 450 yards. What was the score? Like 48-45 or whatever? But no, um, Pat Mahomes is the quarterback you want. You know, I know we talk about Justin Fields, but if you gave me one guy – rest of the season even over josh allen i think it's mahomes now just because they have zero running game well josh allen's
1: hurt so i mean like let's well that
2: uh, i mean that well that's factors in now too because if if allen didn't have this elbow issue that we're all worried about by the way we were supposed to get the news today at some point about if he's gonna miss time everybody's on pins and needles and we got nothing unless i'm (coughs) right dude you better go get like a test or something
1: I don't know. No, I just got I'm just dry in the basement,
2: that's all. Uh oh are you still in the uh are you still in the garage?
1: No, I'm in the basement now.
2: Oh, you moved up, huh? Like George yeah, and, well, like George and Wheezy.
1: <laughs> well technically I moved down. Uh whatever. But yeah, same thing.
2: Mm. Anyway, I'm call
1: segment Chris sweats Patrick Mahomes a little too much.
2: No, be just because Nando this offense, they have more weapons now than I thought. All right. If you look back a month and a half ago, it was yeah. like, okay. He has Kelsey, the best tight end in football, great. And
0: right. then he's
2: got all these other pieces that just, eh, that, you know, Valdez-Scantling, let's throw out. He's garbage. And, garbage. And he is what he is. But now Juju is shoot, uh, Juju stepped up now to be a legit big-time threat in this offense as well, as well as McCole Hardman now, who's been coming on uh, pretty strong this last month and has been turning out consistent games week after week. So now you're giving him three pieces, and that's besides before the trade of Tony. So now you give Kadarius Tony two weeks to learn the playbook. He only played like 16% of the snaps. But, you know, that's going to slowly improve week by week here. And even if they have a small package for this guy, uh, you know, here and there in each game, you put these four guys out and then Mahomes in the shotgun with, you know, just maybe throw Keith McKinnon in the backfield or or Edwards O'Leary. Just oh, I got keep- one. I
1: got one for you. What? And you're not. You're gonna hate that it was Michael Zelfino who came up with it. What? Ronald Jones. Why? I, I don't get that one. He got activated, and the Chiefs' backfield has been garbage. He said it's just like a zero-dollar speculative fab bid. If you can do it. Okay,
2: but, but my point is they don't run the ball. What do you think they're going to just turn around and give Ronald Jones seventeen carries? Like, no, no I mean, really, like, if you know. I'm just talking about in terms of fantasy quarterback. No, I don't. I have zero interest in Ronald Jones. As a matter of fact, I have zero interest in every one of these Chiefs running back. That's the point of the the topic is that this team doesn't run, want to run the ball. Running the ball is like just, just you know, like a, an afterthought. So just keep McKinnon in the backfield. Uh, to catch five balls, Edwards, Alaire, and Pacheco maybe you know three to five carries a game, but Mahomes is going to throw it forty to fifty times every game. So to me, he's back on top, and, and he was a he's going to wind up once we look back at the end of the season, he's gonna he's gonna be a fifth round steal, in fantasy drafts. Um, but listen, you know there's not too many offenses that can support three or four options in the passing game like this. Kelsey had seventeen targets. Juju had 12 targets, 10 catches for 88 yards. Hardman, nine targets. Like, what offenses do you see where three three receivers and a tight end can all be playable in fantasy like this? Yeah. And they uh, get away with it. And get away with it, yeah. So, I mean, so, you know, now that we talk about Mahomes, and and I don't know how you feel about it, but who would you rank ahead of Fields, if any? Because maybe you haven't won the rest of the way, but... How would you rank the top five fantasy quarterbacks rest of the way, uh, uh,
1: in your uh, in, in your opinion? Well, so, so the one thing that that I have a little pause with Fields is that he's not really passing for a lot of yards. I don't know. I've said like you could make up for it, obviously, with the on the ground stuff. Yeah. Um, so, man, but if but if I'd he's running for over a hundred, hey, don't who <clears throat> Fields you would have four? Yeah, I think I think I would have Jalen Hurts. Still my number one, I think. One. Wow, you have hurts one. Yeah, I think. I mean, hurts. I don't think. No,
2: I'm not saying that's. Yeah, I'm just. You know.
1: I think I would go hurt if Allen wasn't hurt, it would be Allen. But I don't know what's going on. You know, even if he plays all these games, he could still be playing hurt, and that could.
2: Let's say um, Allen's okay. Let's let's go. Allen's
1: okay. That I would I would. I think I would still go hurts Allen, Mahomes, and then it's either. Then it's either Fields or Lamar. Okay, I don't know Lamar is not very popular right now, but I mean, like any point he could pop.
2: Yeah, um, I have Lamar. I have Lamar outside the top five now. I, I guess I'm kind of down on him. But and then
1: like Burrow, and then and then it, it dies really, out, right? Isn't
2: it crazy? Yeah, like quarterback is gone to shit. You know, just like the tight end. Family
1: show, family show. Listen, there's
2: not that many four-year-olds listening. They've heard the word before, though. I mean,
1: um, I... I, (laughs) Do you have any concept of what a four-year-old is?
2: (laughs) All right, eight-year-old. What do you want me to tell you? I don't know. Um, For me, if Allen's healthy, it would be Mahomes one, Allen two, Hurts three, Fields four, and Tua five. With Lamar and Burrow... Right outside the five at six and seven, and that's and that's if Andrews is healthy and Jamar Chase gets back soon.
1: Where's Geno Smith? <laughs> now, I'm not saying like why. Well, how come he's on your top five? Like, is he top ten? Uh, like top twelve? Oh, I mean, he's definitely in, he's in the top twelve.
2: Is he ahead or below Brady? Oh my God, Brady! Jesus, yeah. no, he's ahead of Brady.
1: I don't know. Some people, are I don't know where Back Brady. on Brady,
2: I don't even know where Brady would be right now. And you know, I just. Where's he with Dak? My head. Dak or Gino? Dak, I like uh, coming back now, and it'd be interesting to see if Odell goes to Dallas. If Odell goes to Dallas, see, I think everybody's getting carried away. You're gonna mm-hmm. see a lot of people tonight. I know the, you know, our, our show comes out on a Wednesday before waivers. I think yeah. in a week. Shout like, out to,
1: is it the Welsh?
2: Yeah, shout out to Welsh for getting the the show out uh, on time. And, and nice and bright and early on Wednesday mornings for everybody uh, before waivers run but this waiver wire period week 10 as we go in at the high stakes level is the worst it's I've seen through nine weeks there's been some decent weeks where you have some nice pieces you could get off of waivers um, and then there's been other weeks where it's you know eh. this is the worst by far in my opinion so I think one of the bigger ads is going to be people speculating on Odell. Those teams that are, you know, uh, eight and one, seven and two, those are the teams that are going to say, "All right, I have some money here spent, uh, you know, saved." It's getting late in the game, Nando. I don't know. All these people that you see have six to a thousand dollars left.
1: What are you waiting for, man? You're
2: in the middle, but you know, I can understand. Maybe if you're if you're doing it and you're the eight and one team, you're the even seven and two team and you have 700 bucks you're just waiting to drop the bag on that one big piece you're hoping for that backup running back to emerge or whatever but right, if right. you're that four and five team five and four middle of the pack and you have 800 bucks, like what have you been waiting on you know each week i'm trying to improve my teams i'm spending i'm not you know i'm i'm dropping guys flipping them for other pieces and some work out some don't but you know, I see I see that every year. People just hang on to their money way too long. And I know it's been the worst of the worst years in terms of the the waiver wire. You know, I don't even think we've had one guy emerge off the waiver wire at the high stakes level that's like a, you know, big time league winning type.
1: I spent a lot on Dante Foreman uh mm-hmm. the week it was like the week when people were going after Hubbard yeah, it was either Hubbard or Foreman. I remember spending. I have you know, in my my home league, I got a hundred dollar budget, and I spent eighty on Foreman to make sure I got him.
2: Dude, next Foreman. highest bid was eleven. Dude, Foreman, Foreman buried me this past week. Oh wait, oh really? I just knew. Uh,
1: <laughs> go ahead. What was that, Nanda? That was my keyboard. Oh my god! Oh, I had to hit the you trombone broke out setting. Eight? You broke tone one thirty
2: we're doing special effects now i love it the
1: chris vaquero sad trombone
2: <laughs> that's so great that's a good that's good now though I'll shout out to out. paulie
1: p <laughs> that
2: is the sad trombone somebody said that they should that you should play a trombone, <laughs> a trombone when i complain i've
1: spent oh, weeks man. taking trombone lessons then i'm like oh wait i got a keyboard here Jeez. Oh, anyway, Foreman really buried me,
2: especially after the week earlier where he what, gave 33 fantasy points on my benches and then I put him in all my lineups uh, <laughs> this past week for two points. Now what do you do with him, Nando? He's, got, you know, Chuba Hubbard's supposed to come back on Thursday night versus Falcons team that Foreman destroyed. When I think Hubbard that was game script.
1: Out, I, I think he got game scripted out of that game, though. I mean, they were down oh, two nothing, in like in two minutes. Yeah, you know?
2: no, you're you're right with that. So, should we just throw that out, out to the side and go right back to Foreman?
1: I, I mean, if if Chuba Hubbard was the starter, uh, I think he would have had the same exact stats.
2: Yeah, that was a very weird game all around. How quickly that game got out of hand. Yeah, <laughs> you know the the numbers that Joe Mixon put up. In, in that fantasy performance that you dream about, right? I think it was about 55 fantasy points. I think it was – I don't want to get this wrong just by throwing this out there, but I think it was, what, the second highest fantasy performance by a running back? Um, I don't sure. Know. Yeah, I should have. Before throwing just that out there. Just say it with there, confidence and no one's in I know, question. No, because you know what? That was from a friend. He texted me during the week, something like second. No,
1: let me guess. You didn't write back?
2: No, I wrote back to him. No, I, I, I just it. don't text you back like when you text me football stuff cuz it's usually <laughs> not stuff. Yeah. Well, when it's you want to talk you... about
1: Jeff Saturday.
2: You you I know you want to talk about Jeff Saturday. No, I don't. I
1: don't. I no, do want to talk about stuff. I want to
2: talk about how the offense is going to be run. The offense is the worst in football now. It's a disgrace. And you know, what do you do? <laughs>
1: that was a slip. That was a slip. Come on, Nando.
2: Let's be a little professional. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, let's be
1: let's be professional. <laughs> How bad let's is this start offense? Now. What are
2: we doing with Ellinger, a quarterback? I mean, I know, uh, you know, I know they're just tanking. Let's be honest.
1: I don't think they are.
2: Do you think they hold Jonathan Taylor out now, and he just has this you know, mysterious? Oh, it's going to be another week. It'll be another week, and they just keep losing, and then they're like, eh, IR for Jonathan Taylor.
1: I don't think, man. I think Saturday is going to come in and fire everybody up. And I think I think it's going to be a different team that everyone expects.
2: He's never coached before. Like, how is so this going to get people, ran? Greg
1: Popovich never coached before, and he won championships with the Spurs. Right, Who cares? Listen,
2: I'm just saying, I, I, it's going to be interesting. I don't know if that's true. I, I was just going with it because you said it with confidence.
1: Exactly, you see?
2: I mean, there's <laughs> no way that could be true. Greg Popovich never coached, and he wants. He He was the GM, and he put
1: himself as the coach.
2: You're just making crap up now, probably. Anyway,
1: Greg Popovich Wikipedia.
2: No, do not do that. Let's not go down that road. All right, you're all over the map as usual. People are going to start complaining about you as usual in my comments in the article. I'm going to have to defend you, and it's like this weekly rite of passage now. You know?
1: Yeah. You oh yeah, you defend me so much. Everyone really, (laughs) everyone appreciates that over here at our home. Listen,
2: it's. It really stinks because I was so high You know, I I wake up and my wife's like, you know, it was great the way
1: Chris Vaccaro defended you last night on social media. It
2: was, wasn't it? Well, tell JJ. Thank you.
1: Um, I read read the transcript of the press conference. He said a lot of things. No one's reporting the cool stuff that he said and the good stuff and, like, the stuff. They just want to fit their narrative that Jeff Saturday is going to be a disaster. <clears throat> there were some really good quotes in there. Right, well, said a lot of we, things. Well, we
2: don't know, and, and uh, we don't care about what quotes were because that's not fantasy-related. But uh, Yeah, it was. They, tried, is they, they gonna... tried to hire
1: him twice. They tried to hire him once as an offensive guy, and they tried to hire him twice. Uh-huh. Uh, He's a lineman who once pulled himself over to, I think, nose guard off a of center because he thought he could block a guy better, and he did. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he can call people out on their BS. Um, I Great. think he's going to hire people this... up. So he, do said do Michael... so he said he's been shadow coaching. He said it... he talked to John Lynch. And he's been shadow coaching, like putting together a staff in his brain for the last several years.
2: Nando, you just keep going and going, and, and none of this means anything to fantasy players. I think it does. This. I think people think he's okay. not going to be prepared, Alex so he's going to be prepared. Pierce, and I think he, he's is Alec Pierce startable because Jeff Saturday says he once blocked for a nose yes. guard? Yes, that's, he is, actually. That's what we care about. It's not he can fix the line. offensive line. Okay, so you're saying then Dion Jackson will be okay. Once Jonathan yeah. Taylor is out, what do we do with a Michael Pittman? Because I think
1: he'll be fine. I mean, well, Ellinger is going to be pulled for Matt Ryan maybe at some point. I, I don't assume. think so.
2: I don't think why. Why would you put a veteran back in there in Matt Ryan?
1: Because uh, Colts are three and five. They can still sneak into the playoffs. They're only they're only six fifty to get into the playoffs. Plus six fifty is low.
2: I, I would think for a team that's supposed to seen... be a disaster. I have not seen anything that makes me think the Colts are going to go on a winning streak after firing their head coach and offensive coordinator, defensive coaches, benching their starting quarterback, benching their starting veteran quarterback, going to a quarterback that barely can throw for 100 yards, gets sacked 10 times, the offense is in shambles. But, hey, if you want to call it and and say the Colts are going to turn this around now because a coach that never coached before – in the college or pro level is going to come in here because he was a three and seven coach at his high school team and come (laughs) to the NFL and lead these guys to an eight game winning streak and a high powered offense. Then that's on you. It'll be the greatest call in the history of podcast. Do you want to do that?
1: Yeah. Was that a challenge? Yeah, of course. Now, now, yes, now I will. With that set up. Yeah, of course. Okay. Okay. Well, um, you're right. You know what? I don't, have a, I don't have a good track record at all this year. I'm going <laughs> <I'm gonna> to stop. <laughs> you're going to live
2: off the ju- – I hear I, you. Justin Fields, uh, Gino Smith. Curtis Samuel.
1: Uh, yeah, people. Curtis Samuel. I, I mean, mm-hmm. but what do I know? I'm just uh, – I'm not saying
2: that. No, no, I'm not. I'm just
1: some guy with a keyboard.
2: <laughs> I'm not poo-pooing you. Um, I'm just saying that uh,
1: my money is against it. All right, so is everybody else's. That's why it's we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think the offense. Here's what I'm going to say. I don't think that you can look at that Colts offense and be like, "I got to trade Michael Pittman now because Jeff Saturday is the head coach." I, would, I mean, I could understand like a little bit, like you know,
2: I wouldn't trade Michael Pittman because I know I'm not going to get, you know, second or third round value, which is where I drafted Michael Pittman for anything right now. You know, you're, I would you're, trade. I
1: would trade for Michael Pittman if I could.
2: Yeah, and what would you get
1: for him? I don't know. Yeah, see here's you know, the thing: like I, don't, like, I could, like it, you're as saying, as a Michael
2: if... Pittman owner right now, you're yeah. you're begging for like a five or six catch game for like seventy yards, you what know, you... and you're expecting like four for forty five right now. And guess what? When you went in and in the late second round, you took Michael Pittman, oh, and AJ Brown was there, Tyree Hill was <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, none of this compares. So. You can't be happy as, a, happy as a Michael Pittman owner. Michael Pittman had a great, you know, I, I don't want to say great, but he lived, was living up to the hype through first four or five weeks. And now it's just like, whoa, I have this second-round receiver that i got to look at as a flex play. That's the way I would view it going forward.
1: What would you accept from Michael Pittman? Like, how low uh, would you go? Sh- uh, it depends on the team and what I do.
2: No, I mean, I, that's that's tough. I mean, Michael Gallup. No, no, I'd stick with my Pittman. But if I ever got like, hey, I don't even want to say it because I'm just laughing because Michael Pittman was like a late second round pick. And Tyler Lockett was a a 10th round pick. But if I could ever flip one for the other right now, I would take Tyler Lockett in a heartbeat like that. So, uh, you know, listen, there's a a lot. James Conner? I would take Conner. I'm not even high on Connor, but I would take Connor for Pittman in a heartbeat. All right. You
1: know? All right.
2: I guess that's... that's ins- I mean, that, I, how about I feel this like, you one? How about this be- one? How about this one? This is, I think, fair. If you told me right now, I'll give you my Darnell Mooney for Michael Pittman, I would take Darnell Mooney. Rest of I don't
1: season. think that's. I don't think that's saying much because people are kind of excited about Darnell Mooney with Claypool. They're taking some of the, the heat off of him. Mm-hmm.
2: How about Josh Palmer?
1: Yeah, Josh... Oh, dude, I would... I would give up my Josh Palmer in a second. You would to give up
2: get, Palmer to get Pittman? You're
1: saying? 1, right. so you say a a thousand percent. Would you right rather
2: now. have Justin Herbert? You would rather have Sam Ellinger throwing to your receiver instead of Justin Herbert? I, why? Like why wouldn't? You like I, I, here's the right. way I look at the Chargers. This is why I'm saying this. I yeah. think I think we won't see Keenan Allen or Mike Williams till December. Uh, I, I know I, we I won't did. see Mike Williams with a high ankle sprain, and and you know what? When a receiver comes back from the type of high ankle sprain that Mike Williams had, he's not the same. So right. you could forget about Mike Williams. And when he comes back, you're not going to want to play him anyway. I think he'll be very ineffective. This Keenan Allen situation is what you see with a, an older receiver like Keenan Allen. He's had this hamstring issue. He probably needs surgery on it. He probably needed to be placed on IR. He came back because he was like, hey, I've been out three, four weeks. I got to get back in there, or they're rushing me back. He came in, he played like three plays. He re-injured it. He went into the bye week, said it got worse. So they're not playing this guy anytime soon. He's not going to show up, uh, show up in the building this week, and say, "Hey, guess what? I feel fantastic. My hamstring's great. I'm ready to go." So I think he's going either on IR or he's going to be sitting for another two or three weeks. Yeah, here, I'm with you. Which puts Josh Palmer. Puts Josh Palmer right in that role he was in this past week where you saw him catch, I think it was 8 for 92.
1: But aren't you worried like next week it could be DeAndre Carter and the week after that it could be Bandy?
2: Well, I'll tell you what. Well, Mike Mike Bandy? It, it might be. I, I mean, DeAndre Carter was my biggest ad last week, which I was very surprised at. I think we talked about it on the show. But DeAndre I Carter, I was bidding between 225 and and 300 okay? Uh, which is a lot in in the high-stakes level. And I was bidding on him, and I was over – I overshot by a lot. But you got your
1: guy. But I I got
2: my guy, and I was happy with it. And then the next day, you know, like when the weekend hit, then that mysterious illness came up, and we didn't even know if he was going to play, right? And I was like, oh, my God, I blew all this money for no reason. But (laughs) I was like, hey, give me the number two – clear number two receiver – In this offense and i'm banking on exactly what i just said no mike williams or keenan allen being around and i don't think people went into fab last week and looked at the situation the way i did i could be completely wrong but at this stage of the year it's what i was talking about with you know saving all your money you got to take a shot on somebody and if i could get a guy who's never going to leave the field as you know the 1b to josh palmer in the past game yeah. With a Justin Herbert, big-time offense, and a defense that's struggling, and maybe they start playing these higher-scoring games, uh, give it to me. All, all the one. You know, he gave me 11 PPR points, which, eh, okay. But I could look at him maybe now as a wide receiver three going forward. And, uh, you know, back but back to the point. Like, I, I was bidding 250, 260, and the next bid would be like six bucks. And usually I'm not that's that far cool. off wow. with my bids, but – A lot of people, I only had one league where it was actually my biggest league, the NFFC Diamond. I bid 288 and the next bid was like 170. And it was the first league I went into and I was like, all right, you know, people are on them and I'm just overbidding a little bit. And then I went into my other leagues where I picked them up and people were bidding like no more than like 20, 30 bucks on them. And I was in like the 250 range. So I obviously read that wrong. And maybe that's egg on my face for blowing so much extra money than I needed to. But to me, I got a piece that I can use in my starting lineup going forward. And especially in these weeks 9 and 10 and, and on with these bye weeks and injuries, you're going to need a guy like that that can maybe give you 10, 15 points. So, you know, that's the way I looked at it.
1: Uh, I like it. You still got your guy. I mean, like I said, you still got your guy.
2: You got your guy. And speaking of the charge. What are you going to do with all that money? Exactly. What are you going to do unless something comes up in the next couple of weeks where it's like, damn, I wish I had all that money and somebody with the seven or 800 gets them and they're heading to the playoffs. But like I said, unless you know you're going to the playoffs and you're one of those top one or two teams in your league, what are you saving the bag for? You you know, you got to try and spend the money to get pieces now to make it to the top of the standings to get in the playoffs. And we only have five weeks left to do it. So, you know, um, just a, I guess different philosophies by different players. And and speaking of the charges, Nando, how out of control is Austin Eckler? Yeah, is he? Would you take him number one overall right now? If we were drafting today, who would be your number one overall pick?
1: You take him ahead of Saquon. I would. You who would be would Kenneth would. Walker? Be your number two?
2: No, I, well, I just I, Eckler would be one. CMC and Barkley. That would be my top three. Eckler, Barkley. And you know who else would be in the top five? That, again, we mostly faded. um, uh, You know, most analysts and fantasy players at the high stakes level, the ones that I, you know, uh, are surrounded by, we all were fading Derek Derek Henry. Henry. And we were wrong again. It's crazy. It's crazy. I wasn't fading him. Well, you're like one of the
1: best fantasy players I know. <laughs> I know, yeah. Thank you.
2: I mean, <laughs> yeah. Now, I think that would be my top five. Right, Henry would be there. Um,
1: Nick Chubb, you're the biggest Nick Chubb fan oh, in the entire world. Nick there's Chubb no way you're leaving. Be, out of your top no, five.
2: I, Nick Chubb would be five right there. I really do. I I love watching. I'm. I can't wait to watch this game this upcoming week with the Browns and the Dolphins because there's a lot. Of, and let's see if we get David and Joku back but it'd be nice to get Nick Chubb back on the field uh, off his bye week and uh this game I think the Vegas total nando is 49 so it's good to see I, I think you know this is one of those games that could be 31-28 the dolphins and and uh, well the dolphins defense is improving uh, uh, with Nick Chubb uh, not with Nick Chubb with Bradley Chubb this yeah. defense might get a little better here as we move forward but the Browns defense is crap and, um, you know, we, we could see a lot of uh, fantasy goodness in this one on, on both sides of the ball. Amari Cooper, uh, you know, we talked about him a, a couple weeks ago. As He's coming on as a back-end wide receiver one, I think, for the rest of the season. And before you know it, you, you're going to look up and Deshaun Watson's going to be back. This is another offense besides the Dolphins that I think could win a lot of people money is the
1: Cleveland Browns. I'm interested to see how they're going to click with him. I, I agree. But, I mean, I should. I, I guess the answer will be fine, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. You know,
2: I've thought about that too. Everybody's so quick to be like, "Oh, you know, three or four more weeks, and and Watson will be, the, you know, in this offense, and the offense is going to take off even more." And but I don't know. You know, you see funny things. He might come in and struggle for a couple of weeks. He might not have the chemistry with Cooper and Njoku and Peoples right. Jones. Right, and everybody, you know, you see these situations. He
1: might get just rocked. He might get hit hard and just rocked, and be like, "Whoa, I forget. It's been two and a half years, man. I forgot what that was like." Yeah,
2: I mean, listen, what he brings <laughs> is he can take off and run too. So now we're bringing another quarterback into the mix, where, you know, we see it's It's what we all want, right? The Justin Fields of the world, the Jalen Hurts of the world. This guy the has Sam the, of the world. Yeah, the Sam Ellingers, exactly He can run. I was thinking him, yeah, he can. He can run into the. He can run into sacks. That's what he's doing. Um, you know, we'll see. Maybe he's rusty. The guy it won't be playing an NFL game in, you know, 10 years. Right. It, it's been forever. So um, it might take him a few weeks to adjust, and he might not have the chemistry with these guys. And funny things happen. All of a sudden, you know, he struggles for two or three weeks, and everybody's like, hey, this offense was running better with Brissett," and, and people will turn on him quickly.
1: Yeah. And then that's the week that he blows up.
2: Uh, yeah. That's right? probably that's probably the way it'll go. I'm
1: benching for Daniel Jones.
2: Just run the ball with Nick <laughs> Chubb, boys. Just give Nick Chubb the ball 25 times a game and you'll be fine.
1: What about Kareem Hunt?
2: That's the, You know, I don't know if we talked about this last week. I don't, when the trade deadline was, what, last Monday or Tuesday? So we must have touched on the fact that how disappointed I was and a lot of us were that Kareem Hunt didn't get moved. You know? at the day. Yeah, I remember that.
1: I remember that from last week.
2: Yeah, I bet you did. That's what you were yeah. thinking about all week long. Oh, I just
1: replay it. But just think about think I about go to iTunes that and I replay just that part.
2: Listen, if you're a Nick Chubb owner, you know how frustrating it is because Kareem Hunt comes in for that third series. Every third series, Kareem Hunt gets the whole series. Nick Chubb will sit on the sideline. And you don't get that with the other bell cows, you know, Barkley's yeah. in the game, every drive,
1: right. You know, well, that's CNC why there's C is in the bell game. cow.
2: Yeah. Eckler yeah. same thing. Like these guys and Nick Chubb could be that back. Nick Chubb. If Kareem Hunt was out of town, uh, you know, Nick Chubb. I don't think that there'd be any running back that I would want in fantasy more than Nick Chubb. If he had the whole backfield to himself and Kareem Hunt wasn't getting in on a third down or, a. Every third drive or, you know, oh, it's let me just bring him in for this play in the 10 yard inside the 10 or whatever. Uh, You know, we we say it all the time, but unfortunately, Hunt stayed on the team. And, you know, Nick Chubb is efficient with what he gets, but, you know, his ceiling is capped. He can never get that 26 carry game for 185 yards and three touchdowns. Right. It's, you know, Barkley can get that. Chubb, you, you don't see that from
1: Damian Pierce can get that.
2: Damian Pierce is impressive, Nando.
1: He is, he You know, Damian. I stubbornly mm-hmm. was like, all these, you know, here we go again, fantasy Twitter. Yeah. Chris Carroll on fantasy Twitter talking up Damian Pierce, and the, oh, I moving him up to you know, number seven. You know, like come why, on. You gotta,
2: why you got why you got to bring me into this, Nando? Because you uh,
1: because you love Twitter. I, I mean, you told me off air you're you going to pay dollars a month to keep your check mark. <laughs>
2: By the way, that's funny. you people were asking me that the other day. <laughs> My friends are like, "Oh, Elon's coming for you. Eight bucks to keep your check mark." <laughs> is that what the rumor? Is that what it is? Like, I, I'm out of tune with all this stuff now, though. You know me; I don't keep tabs on this. It's buddy. not
1: a rumor. He said it.
2: No, I no, I know, but um, it, like, does it go into? Is there any more information? Like, you have to. You know, is it locked in? Is it a done deal? When does it start? Like, who am I writing? I have you, no idea. You know, you're just taking eight bucks off my credit card every, uh, my PayPal and this guy. What am I doing? Every month. Every, every month. I got to pay eight bucks to keep my verification
1: on Twitter. Yeah. You got to get rid of Disney plus. Well, are you going to do it? No, I don't care. I, if I you know, if they're like, Hey, Twitter's not worth it anymore. I'm like, Oh, thank God, man.
2: I'm out. Yeah. You hate Twitter so much. It's amazing. I do. Yeah, yeah,
1: Uh, you know, it doesn't do anything for me. Mm -hmm. I try to use it as a news source. I can't. Yeah, there's too much garbage. You know, no one asks me questions anymore.
2: You know, who I don't want to forget as we throw out these names as a top five back. God, Travis Etienne, because you put that in
1: print. Yeah, there you go, buddy. So now who are you going to move out?
2: Nah, that's tough. I think I have six guys for five spots. So I
1: would move out McCaffrey, man.
2: Oh no. After because what you uh, saw because, the – you know the, Oh man! Injury,
1: uh, the injury stuff. I, I don't know why. Like it just, uh, it just makes me you nervous. Can't,
2: you can't do it. You can't. Of course you can't can. go that route. Oh, yeah, of course you can. Everyone's injury problem. Guess what, Nando? Not nah, he gets Guess what? You know what the big, You know what the biggest debate was? Uh, with CMC and Jonathan Taylor at one and two. How do you take CMC at uh, over Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor's never missed a game. Never missed a practice. He's always healthy. He's reliable. McCaffrey's <laughs> made of glass. That was the argument. How stupid do you look now by making that argument? McCaffrey Royal also got hurt. Uh, McCaffrey's still going. I Jonathan know, Taylor's hurt. been a bust. Jonathan Taylor is a bust. Think about this. Think about the first round of fantasy drafts this year. Yeah, Who was a bust? Pull
1: the draft board, baby. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Talk no, I'm not going to be able to do it fast enough. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Who was a first round bust? Rhythm zero one five rhythm.
2: I don't even know what the hell that means. Nobody, I don't.
1: You never played the keyboard?
2: No, no. I wasn't a geek like
1: you. Growing up, it was cool. I don't think that's a geek thing.
2: Mm. Nanda
1: Hold on, this is ridiculous. Gotta slow it down. To show we, we yeah. completely off the. Yeah, bring out the draft boards, Chris. Go on. Is, tell me more.
2: This is love making music.
1: Yeah. Pull that draft board out from underneath <laughs> that,
2: your mattress. Uh, you get creepier. Each Light a week. couple candles. You get creepier each week, buddy. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Sorry. Jonathan Taylor was like the only bust in the first round, if you think about it. Yeah, you're right, actually. Yes. You know, like... Uh, I, I people will say, oh, Chris, Najee Harris. But Najee mm-hmm. Harris fell to the second round the last like week and a half of drafts. Nobody wanted Najee Harris. Uh, and I'm including even Derrick Henry was a first-rounder. But other than that, I mean, Jamar Chase is hurt now, but we can't consider him a bust. A, he's he just, far from a no, bust. No, 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 no. He got hurt. But all these other first-round, Austin Eckler, huge hit. Barkley yep. was a huge hit. The, the receivers, if you started off wide receiver in the first round, You're loving life. Like, the the first round didn't affect you, which it shouldn't in most years. But every year, we have four or five guys in the first round that suck. And this year wasn't the case. Like, if you had a top-two pick and landed Jonathan Taylor, unfortunately for you, you're probably at the bottom of your standings. But other than that, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, and Stefan Diggs are the three best receivers drafted, the three top receivers drafted, and they're the three best fantasy-wide receivers. Sure, Tyreek Hill is right in the mix there, but, you know— you get my point. Um, Devonte Adams is still, a, you know, is a hit. Devontae Adams is a stud. He's a top. I think. I think he's top seven fantasy wide receiver right now. So he's a. He did what he was supposed to do. And then I think it just matters if uh, C.D. Lamb. Well, you had him. C.D. Lamb was mostly like a early round two, but sometimes a late first round. He would be the one that you like the regret. But other than that, you know, Derrick Henry, like I said, Barkley, Eckler, McCaffrey, all hits and the receivers. So the first round was all great building blocks for you other than the Jonathan Taylor owner. Um, You know, it's just the second and third rounds of drafts and fourth for that matter is where all the landmines came in. You know, and if you were smart enough, like I said, to hit on a Tyreek Hill in the second and go back to uh, Jalen Waddle in the fourth round, that's how you're taking off. But to me, I think the best teams I see, the highest scoring teams at the top of standings are, you know, you have one of these big time receivers and actually anybody in the first. So let's just say anybody in the first, but what you did in the later rounds, in like rounds five through 10, that's making these teams go over the top. You know, or if you're the Waddle owner or the Josh Allen owner or the Pat Mahomes owner, if you got your quarterback early, the Jalen Hurts owner, um, the Kelsey and Andrews in the late second and third. Because all the receivers were bust in the third and fourth round. So everybody's dealing with bust at the wide receiver position. Uh, Third round receivers on Nando, DJ Moore, bust. Gabe well, Davis. I mean,
1: he's he's got a bit of a resurgence, at least, DJ Moore.
2: Okay, what? but what do you want to consider? You want to consider two good weeks out of nine, not a bust well, in a third round?
1: I would say if those two good weeks have come in the last three.
2: You're two and seven. If you're based on that, you know, you, be... you ate DJ Moore's first five weeks. You're 0 and 5. You, you can't look no, at it well, like... DJ
1: Moore isn't going to kill your team single-handedly.
2: I understand that. I understand what
1: if you find Justin Jefferson, sure. Tyreek Hill, DJ Moore?
2: Uh, Guess what? I have that. that. And you're right. You know, I have a a Justin Jefferson... um, uh, God, who's the... Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, first top two rounds team. And my third round pick is Allen Robinson. I haven't played Allen Robinson in seven weeks. He's irrelevant to me. And my team is like, I think it it is a second place team with second most points. It's one of my better teams. But that team, yeah. Everybody is trying to survive their third and fourth rounds this year because the third and fourth rounds, you, you know what's funny? You look back at it now how odd this season is, Nando. The third round, the first five weeks, who was the biggest third-round bust? Let me see if you could throw it out there.
1: Uh, that was – the. Uh, well, we just mentioned
2: his name five minutes ago.
1: You said every name in
2: football five minutes ago. <laughs> I try and cover it all, buddy. Yeah, you, that's why right. Let me love let me kill the suspense because we'll be. Here By the way, we've, we've
1: gone over an hour, so we gotta. Have we? Start Time's, finding an exit strategies. Time
2: flies when you're having fun. We will. We'll I know you want up. to go look at
1: election returns, so.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. You're
1: a political scientist. Christopher Carroll, political scientist.
2: Anyway, back to actual fantasy football. Uh, yeah. Travis Etienne was the biggest third round bust through five weeks. Right now, he was the best third round pick you could have made. Yeah. In week ten. So that's just how odd the season is. But you go straight across. Keenan Allen bust. Allen Robinson bust. Mike Williams got hurt. Uh, Marquise Brown got hurt. So both of them, you're dying on.
1: Marquise Brown wasn't lighting the world on fire before
2: he got hurt, though. What? You want to take that back, or you want? Oh, sorry. Yeah, Welsh i do want to, take to edit that back. it out. My bad. Okay. Yeah. No, Hollywood Brown was a top eight fantasy wide receiver. You're right. My bad. He sorry, was the seen... best late third, early fourth round draft pick you could have possibly made. Looking back, besides Jalen Waddell. Uh, and and obviously the best late third, early fourth round pick of all of them was Nick Chubb. Uh, but James Conner bust, Deontay Johnson bust, Brandon Cooks, huge bust, St. Brown yeah. was good, uh, Rashad Bateman, bust city, uh, Godwin hasn't been good. Like, this is the third and fourth rounds of fantasy draft. These are the names. Allen Robinson was the other one. Like, this is if that's 24 players. 20 out of 24, busted. In the third Wait and fourth round. I don't
1: want to take back Hollywood Brown. He wasn't lighting the world on fire. Are you out of your mind? He had a game of 43 yards. He had a game of 68. He had a game of 68. And then he had a 140, 88, and 78. Dude, Marquise Brown was such
2: a hit. He was a wide receiver one. He was good. He wasn't lighting the world on fire. Uh, he was good. He wasn't lighting the world on fire. He was literally, when he went down, he was a top 10 fantasy wide receiver at the time. All right. So... I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. James Connor, I don't know if I mentioned him just now. Bust. So,
1: yeah, but you take him for Michael Pittman. Well, you got to think he's going to turn it around to a degree. Well, now
2: he came back healthier, and you know, I don't even know. You know what? Now I don't know if I would make that deal. I'm just saying. Are they? Are they going to
1: push? You know, Benjamin right to the side though? Be like, hey, thanks, man. You know, you look great. uh,
2: I mean, listen. Eno looked great, but James Conner came back this last week and played seventy-two percent of the snaps. So yeah, yeah, it looks that way. It's a shame, and it'll probably just keep going up and up on that. But anyway, listen. The moral of the story was the third and fourth rounds were complete dead zones, and you're building off of your first round pick. And there was half good picks in the second, half not so good picks in the second. My biggest regret is moving Cortland Sutton. Up the board in the second round, believing in him and this Denver offense. See, the Denver offense is what I hoped. Uh, the Miami offense is what I hoped the Denver offense was going to be this year, with Sutton and Judy acting as Hill and Waddle, and Russ Wilson was going to be like Tua. You know that condensed offense without a tight end really to play in a big role. A weak running game. Uh, you know, uh, well, Javante was there at, at a time, but yeah. I even thought that would help. But anyway, moral of the story is, you know, the Broncos with the offense I was hoping would be the 2021 Bengals. And instead it was the Dolphins. So that's that. That's a little peek at the draft board uh, looking back. But I know we're over an hour and up against it. That was a quick hour, my friend.
1: You know, when you're having fun with good friends and good times. And you. Ah. Ah. (laughs) Ah.
2: I had to take one last shot before we got out of here, Nando. Yeah. But I loved your uh, your music playing tonight. That was a nice little wrinkle to the show. Thanks, man. Sure I wanted to the, surprise you. I'm sure the listeners and the readers are going to love the fact that you interrupted me uh, six different times. No, I was music. I was
1: complimenting you. I was not interrupting you. Okay. You're the one who had to stop and make a big deal out of it. Because mm. I, think I can... played a trombone sound. My bad. Give us, a, give us one star. I don't care. <laughs> throw one, throw one-star review at us.
2: You're such a rebel nowadays, yeah. I tell you. Like, give me one star, I don't care. I would love that. would be like that guy a couple weeks ago that was just like, I can't listen to them anymore. I hate them.
1: Well, it's mainly well, you. Guess I mean, what, you're buddy? Guess a lot of the bad reviews. Guess what,
2: buddy? If you're still listening, you're in the minority because the majority of them like us.
1: But me. you're also probably me, like-
2: actually more the majority like me, huh? minority like you. Yeah,
1: the majority, yeah, all those the commenters. Oh, Mr. Vaccaro, you're so great. What's wrong with that here que- Here's seven questions. Please set my lineup. What's wrong oh, with Oh, they that... love me. Did you see that praise? What's,
2: what's wrong <laughs> with that Nando guy you do the show with? He gives out Pokemon cards for Halloween instead of candy.
1: Someone wrote on Twitter, said that was great. So I didn't yeah. see anyone else complain. Yeah,
2: he's sitting at home playing with his Pokemon
1: cards. That's who. Good. You know what? Probably counting his cash. Mm-hmm. We got to go. Did you get all your candy? Is all your Halloween candy gone? Me? Yeah.
2: Oh, it's pathetic. I've eaten it all. Yeah. I'm just. Yeah, see?
1: He's got something for the rest of his life. And you, what do you have? Diarrhea. An extra five pounds. There you go. (laughs) All right, everybody. Uh, We got to get out of here. We hope this is helpful. I think this is a... Like, I've got two pages of notes. And not even all of... Like, there are barely any funny ones. It just even. goes
2: to show that you didn't pay attention at all. You were just writing notes the whole
1: time. The whole show. No, I've, I learned, actually. I, I've, I've actually gotten better at it. What I do now is I embellish later. I just write kind of shorthand now. Mm. Like Greg Popovich Wikipedia. So I can just write a little more of that later.
2: hmm <laughs> Don't we have to wrap the show up? Don't you have to get out of here?
1: RB Rankings, ROS. See? Anyway, thanks everybody for listening. We hope this is helpful. Uh, Good luck as we enter week 10. You know, Thanksgiving before you know it, the Christmas Carol Thanksgiving Spectacular is coming your way uh, live from the Thanksgiving Day Parade in New York. We'll see how that goes. Have a good week, everybody. We love you all very much as individuals. Peace. Bye.